Yo, 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 it is your boy, Nice versus Wild, and you're listening to another episode of Beer Wall Sessions. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, man, I am energized for today's session. That's what I'm going to say. Last week, I ran the Great Ocean Road Ultra Marathon, and I recorded the Beer Wall session literally after the marathon. Drove for two hours home and then recorded it at like 10 a.m. at night, and I know that episode, I sounded super tired. But today... It's going to be different. It's going to be high energy, so you better be ready for it. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, my name is Nigel Sashil. I am a full-time creative entrepreneur from South Auckland. I was born in a rural Fijian village called Lambasa, Bunileka, and my mission in life is to write a story that beats long to my heart. Now, can you believe it? That we've been doing these beer wall sessions consistently every single Monday for 12 months straight. Not even one Monday missed. Uh, to be honest, every day I wake up and I think about that streak and I'm like, still can't believe it. I'm so hyped and I, I'm so stoked. If you've been a day one listener and if you've been listening to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, because I know these Beer Wolf sessions started off as audio only, but now we're doing visuals for YouTube. So big love if you've been listening to the audio since day one and if you've just checked, tuned in on YouTube or stumbled across this visual, uh, I just want to say i really appreciate years uh yeah so yeah let's get into it um today's session uh is going to be about generations conversations and also the generation impact of technology i really wanted to talk about this because i feel like i feel like i've been thinking about it a lot uh especially in the last seven days obviously all these beer wolf sessions are self-reflective of the notes that I write in my diary and I try to articulate it in these sessions as much as I can for you to get as much value um, as well. Um, but yeah, if you are a creative, a business owner or a community leader or even somebody that's trying to make impact in your organizations and your communities, I think you're going to get a lot of value from these sessions. Um, if not, if you're just tuning in and you just want to learn something new and just hear me talk shit, then I appreciate your ears as well. Um, but yeah, I've been thinking about this, right? Because um, I feel like the world is moving so quickly. Um, I feel like it's moving so fast at the moment. To be honest, I wake up and the day finishes so quick and I feel like everything seems like it's moving very quickly. I don't know if you feel like this at the moment in your life, but I've been feeling it quite a bit. Maybe it's just me getting old. I turned 30 this year. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe maybe it's that, maybe it's not, but I don't know. I just feel like every single day that just keeps getting faster. I just don't know if the world's spinning faster or is it I'm just ultra like enjoying what I'm doing so much that time just races by. I just, I don't know what it is, but it's just, it feels like it's going faster and information is moving very, very quickly. And I just started thinking about, you know, when my parents were younger, um, they grew up in a in a like in Fiji in a rural Fijian village called Bonileka in Lombasa, and they didn't have technology. Like heaps of my family back in back in back at home as well. Like they didn't get access to like you know technology as early as we did when we sort of migrated over to New Zealand. But it just got me thinking that like you know access to technology has really grown uh, so much uh, in the last sort of 
you know, in my generation, because I felt like even when I was at school, I was rolling around with a Nokia phone, brick phones, right? And there was no internet, there was no Instagram, Facebook, you know, I, f- I feel like that my generation grew up without much technology, then a lot of technology and the social media era, whereas my parents and you pro- maybe if you're, if you're, if you're my age and your parents, you probably know that like maybe they didn't have access to much technology the only access they had was for information was newspapers or reading books or you know like they didn't have the scroll feeds and everything else we got we have right now and i just i don't know i've just been thinking about this a lot and i feel like um there's one big mistake i don't know that i think i've made um in the last sort of 10 years is i had this big question especially in the beer wolf movement right i used to ask kids what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was a big question that I used to ask kids all the time. And I had a bit of a light bulb moment the last seven days after my Great Ocean Marathon that I actually think this isn't the right question to ask anymore. It is still super important. I feel like it's still super important. But I feel like the right question to ask now, especially how fast the world's moving with technology, AI, and everything you want to talk about right now, I feel like the right question to ask kids going growing up or getting into their teenage years or any 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 young individual that is still trying to figure themselves out in terms of what direction they want to go, I feel like the big question is not what do you want to be when you grow up, but the question is what problems do you want to solve in this world? I don't know. I just feel like that this is a super important question to ask yourself uh, if you haven't already um, because I don't know I've just been thinking that like the, people put a lot of expectations on themselves to be a certain way or be a certain person or I know I've done that to myself quite a bit especially in the last 10 years or so but now I'm slowly realizing that maybe I should have just asked what problems I want to solve. And I, I've been trying to unpack this in my brain, and that's why I do these sessions as well, because you probably know it helps me a lot to understand my ideas and 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 the way I, I want to move forward and the, the direction I want to go. And I feel like if you're feeling like this um, and you don't know what to do, uh, really ask yourself, hey, like, what's the problems you see in this world or what's the problems that you, that's hurting you or what's the problems that you really, really love and want to solve? And I think it doesn't even have to be a negative thing. It could even be a positive thing um, because if you are feeling like you don't know, really think about that as a whole. Like, um, I just, I just, I just been thinking about expectations that we put on ourselves and sometimes it it can fall apart and make us feel like there's a lot of pressure and a lot of stakes but I think if we think about it like that and really ask like if you're a parent or a mum or or like you know a father or 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 guardian or whatever you want to call it like somebody that looks after young people or has a lot of influence or even a teacher right if you're a teacher I think the big question to ask is what problems do you want to solve what problems do kids want to solve? And I, I don't know, just, just, been, just been thinking about this a lot. And I think getting to that answer is maybe hard, but I think, I, I think I've, I've kind of unlocked it. To get to the answer of figuring out what problems you want to solve, the biggest, probably the biggest thing is understanding 
the values that you care about. And what do I mean by this is the values that we pass on as parents or as teachers or as educators or as, you know, people that are trying to give and contribute to the world is the those values really play a big part. So, so the values you pass on to younger people, it can play a big impact in terms of understanding the problems they want to solve and the direction they want to go in life. So... I feel like understanding that as a whole can make a really, really big difference um, for them to uncover, for you to uncover, even as a listener right now, in terms of the direction that you want to go. I don't know, just, I don't know, just start being, I've just been really trying to unpack this, eh? and I feel like I'm almost there, and I, hopefully I can keep doing it and just keep understanding this, that I feel like it's starting to become about the problems that you want to solve rather than the person that you want to be. And I don't know, I feel like there's some magic in that. All right, so that was one thing I wrote in my diary. Uh, the second thing was, you know, after the Great Ocean Marathon, um, I realized a lot about preparation. And I started to think about really deeply that sometimes it's in the act of the process or in the act of movement or in the act of action that we realize the true depths of our preparation. And I've been thinking about this pretty much the whole week, and I've been obviously recovering from my run. My knee is half, half better, but it's not that great. And I've, I've been realizing that like, if I didn't put myself in difficult situations, I wouldn't have un- like seen the level of my weaknesses. And a lot of times, like when I was prepping for my run, I didn't see that visual because I didn't put myself in that in that environment or in that situation of learning in the difficult task. And I feel like it's like execution is the art, right? Execution, like me executing the run or you executing your job or you executing your task, that's the art, right? And sometimes the canvas reveals the art only when you're in doing the art. It's, it's, I don't know, it's a crazy an- analogy, but I've been thinking about this a lot because when I was like prepping for my run, I felt confident, but it wasn't until I put myself in that difficult situation at K32 when my ne- knees gave up, I realized the things that I didn't see. And I think that's powerful because it's in the power of trying. I know I talk about that a lot, but it's not until you are physically or mentally or spiritually inside that that place of difficult situations of pain, that's when you, you really wake up. And that's when you really, you know, sometimes you're blinded by even self-confidence or self-efficacy because because. It's kind of like, it, it kind of humbles you. And I feel like it humbled me, especially when my knee kind of gave out at K32. I started to realize maybe my prep wasn't as good as I thought it was. But if I didn't try, I wouldn't have known my weakness. So, man, okay, I need to work on my knees more. I need to work on my legs more, something like that. And I want you to think about this in your, in your job, in your, in your business, in your communities, in your circles. You as a leader, um, sometimes, you know, Sometimes that that stuff can happen, and I've been reflecting about that quite a bit. And you're probably like, 
okay, this does not make any sense. But it, but honestly, just think about it as a, as like sometimes the preparation gets unlocked in the process of trying. And I think there's power in that. But yeah, a couple of things I wrote in my diary this week. Uh, hopefully that made sense. Um, but man, like I'm excited for the next sort of three weeks. Uh, it's going to be busy. Um, three or four weeks. Obviously, I'm spending one week in Fiji. Uh, I fly out on Wednesday. Um, going to go see my hometown, Lambasa. Should be good fun. Um, hopefully, I can record some visuals and hopefully interview some people. Let's see how we go. And then after that, I catch a flight to LA and then San Francisco. I haven't been back since COVID. So like I think it's been like three or four years. But super excited. Uh, I'm traveling on my own. I haven't done that in quite a while. Um, so a little bit nervous, a little bit excited, but I feel like there's a lot of learning to do. I feel like I'm a different like I've, I'm the same person with different thinking processes this time around on this trip. A lot, I've got a lot of, um, you know, activities planned for future weddings as well. So super excited for that, you know, still trying to really grow future weddings as a, as a, you know, big industry movement. We just launched our future partner platform. And if you haven't gone and checked it out yet, go check it out. It's, it's all about like helping small businesses um, really find themselves in that wedding space because obviously sometimes couples struggle to find trusted vendors and um, the main goal for that partner platform is to help connect the dots uh, between uh, couples getting married and small vendors or, or wedding vendors, businesses and, and stuff like that that uh, just give them more exposure to these couples because I feel like a lot of times uh, small businesses or vendors in the wedding industry struggle to have the funds to even give themselves exposure, and I feel like if uh, if I can solve that problem, I think everybody wins in the in, in the long run. Um, but yeah, go check out the Future Partner platform if you haven't already. Big little plug to my sponsor, and you're right. Okay, no, so we get it. Future Weddings. Okay, yeah, is the only sponsor on Beer Wall Sessions. That's what I love. All right, now. Um, yeah, that I think I think I don't want to drag the session too long. I think a uh, couple of points really, really is the is the whole like how fast the world's moving. To be honest, um, and just summarizing the session, uh, I think it's moving quickly. And you know, obviously, the new Fast and Furious just came out, and and it's been ten years since Paul Walker died. And I, I really like Paul Walker, to be honest. And it just made me realize, fuck shit, it's been ten years. And I don't remember him from like the Fast and Furious movies. I actually just remember all the giving and the contribution uh, that he made to to this world through his organizations and his charity work and stuff like that. And I remember him like that. And that's why I really, I really liked him. To be honest, he was a he was a he was he was a good soul. And it just made me realize how fast the world's moving and how fast technology is moving and how fast information is moving. So, just a random thought, and hopefully, um, I, I spark some ideas in your head and stuff like that. Um, the other thing was obviously, it's not until we execute our plans that we discover the true extent of our preparation. I know. I think there's something in that. And it's in the art of execution we find the canvas to reveal the depth of our preparation. There's something in that. I, I don't know. I just, just I feel like there is. Preparation is tested and revealed through the art of execution. Mm. There's something about just doing it that makes a lot of sense. And 
I'm gonna, I think I'm going to leave the session with that. So super excited for the next three weeks. Let's see how this story unfolds. Um, if you've been listening to every single episode, big love to you. Um, thank you uh, for listening. Uh, if you're a day one listener on Spotify or Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, sorry, big love to you listening to the audio sessions. And if you like visuals, this session is also going to be out on YouTube. Um, so yeah, that's me today. Another session done. Um, and I will keep you updated on how this trip goes. Um, if you like this episode, make sure you check us a review. Uh, keep at it. Keep going after your dreams. Remember, the wolf is always in your heart regardless. So no matter how good or bad the situation is right now, I need you to keep moving forward. The story, the last chapter has not been written yet. So yeah, peace and love. Keep being you. Keep being a wolf. Keep being a wolf. Let's go. Pretty much just stuffed on my outro there. But yo, gotta get rolling. Gotta keep rolling with it. Let's go.